Professor Dumbledore has granted me permission to start this little dueling club. And with that, welcome to the dueling club, learning one spell at a time. Hello, and welcome to <clears throat> the dueling club. I'm Al. I'm Jen. Was that for emphasis? No, I actually had to clear my throat because it was getting, it was like really gravelly. Okay, know? I gotcha. It just seemed like it was great timing. It kind of was, but also I wanted to start off like not sounding like, you know? How? Like that. Because that's totally how you sound sometimes. Yeah. Like an alien frog, yeah. Ribbit. So, moving on from that, how are you? How has life been? What's up? Oh, life is cool, dude. Yeah? Nothing's really happening, you know? Well, we Why haven't seen like each that? other in, like... A week. Yes. But we <laughs> saw each other on Friday instead of Saturday, because we usually record on Saturdays or Sundays, but we saw each other... No. We didn't see each other last week at all. Mentira. We saw each other on Friday. We saw each other Friday. <sighs> Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Sure? I'm just a little tired. I've been very busy. Same. So, we went on vacation... Yes. We went on our long, on our long weekend yes. to the Poconos, mm-hmm. and this weekend was about relaxing and food. We went, so we always get Dole Whip from this one place. If you're in the Poconos, go to Woods Ice Cream. Um, let me make sure that that's what it's called. I suspect they're not in the Poconos. So if you're ever in the Poconos, in the White Haven area of the Poconos, because it's fairly large, go to Woods Ice Cream. They have the best Dole Whip, but they have amazing soft serve. Like to the point where we ended up getting um, their peanut butter soft serve with chocolate um, sauce on it. Mm Mm-hmm. And it tasted like a frozen Reese's. Okay. It was delicious. Um, we also ended up going to a whole bunch of different restaurants. And oh my goodness. It was just the weekend of lavish food. I mean. We had um, mussels. And I'm not a mussels fan. This is the first time as an adult that I've had mussels and actually enjoyed them because they were cooked in a buttery, garlicky, delicious sauce. And it tasted fine. It tasted good. Um, and I had a grilled pork loin with a, a creamy dill sauce that had crab in it. I'm like, what is going on and different colored carrots it was awesome okay at a different place we like we ended up going to some great restaurants yeah um yeah and then came back everything's good we decided to go uh we decided against going to the harry potter store in new york on opening day which was june 3rd Uh uh-huh because we are both... Trying to be responsible people. Not even just that. We don't do well with crowds. That was my next thing. We would be, like, really drained and not enjoy the experience. Yeah. And apparently they have super duper huge crowds this entire weekend. Yeah. And everything is super expensive. So I'd rather wait until we're, like... Until both of us have some extra expendable extremely, income. Yeah. Extremely, extremely loaded... Yeah. That one, no. No, extremely but, fluid, monetarily speaking, because we just got our bonuses. Yeah. So we're going to go probably in a couple of weeks when the hype has died down a little bit. I would say in July when we get our bonuses. That paycheck. Like literally that next weekend. Cu- go. A cu- couple of weeks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. It's June. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I can't go July 17th. We'll talk about this later. We'll talk about that later. Um, But I am very excited. Some of the stuff looks awesome. 
I think that the issue with the store is their limited sizes. So I saw that some of the some of the things only go to extra large. They're, everything and no, basically. they actually showed that there's some some basically. shirts that go up to two X. Yeah, but for the most part, almost the entire yeah. store is just extra large, which yeah. is fine. Yes, but it doesn't include people who are slightly bigger. Yeah. So, be better. Get better sizes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it also encourages me more to eat better. Yeah. Which you could not see through my shopping list that we went through earlier. <laughs> no, it looked like half adult, half kid ordered it. You know I'm not lying. But why are you attacking me? Because I tend to do that at least one episode that we record every week. Just happens to be this one. And maybe the next one. Who knows? Uh, okay. Anyway. <laughs> Um, but my big thing is I want the trunk mm-hmm. with my initials on it with Gryffindor stuff. I just in want it. a wand. The golden snitch exclusive wand looks so nice. I just want a wand. Have you seen it? Yes. I just want my wand. Oh, are you gonna like fully customize your wand? Yes. Nice. Of course. And you can get it engraved too. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I would do so I'm excited. Corny, though. I would do something so corny. I I probably have like um always or something on it. Why? That's not corny? No, it because like it's not corny, but it's very unoriginal. I mean, it is a big thing in the series itself, but likewise like it's in like, you know, a lot of Harry Potter tattoos and drawings and whatnot. It's not a bad thing. It's like it's an everyone kind of it thing. It should be something that is special to you yeah so maybe take a little bit of we have a little bit of time for you to figure it out i had one quote that i I really really enjoyed i had to think about it yeah and remember it because my brain is eh right now Eh. Eh. so no it it looks really nice oh we're gonna enjoy the butterbeer bar so much we're going to enjoy everything. Sure. And then our friend Marianne is coming in October, so we're going to go again. Obviously. Because, you know, hello. Obviously. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to decide if, like, the first time that you and I go, we just, like, very quickly pick out the things we want and dip. Or do we explore the whole thing and show her around? Or do we, like, mostly explore with her? Well, can we do a combination of A and B? Like, we, we we know, we've seen some pictures and some videos of the place. Mm-hmm. Why not explore the parts that we actually want to look at, like, really well? Mm-hmm. And then for the things we are just, we're not exploring, then we can do that with her and enjoy that for the first time. True. We'll see. We'll talk about it. Yeah. I don't know. We're talking about our plans right now. Yeah. Well, that's, that's like, super duper out there. Yeah. Anywho... And by out there, I mean, like, in the future. Yes, but it's going to be exciting. It looks really nice. Um, anything Harry Potter that you can think of, they have there. Mm-hmm. They literally have hoodies and t-shirts and sweaters made by the company who created the original originals for the movies. Yeah, and Lock I love the Mina Lima section of everything. Oh, I can't wait to explore that. Apparently, and buy everything. Apparently, yes, you can drop two thousand dollars or so, mm-hmm. and have a personally written invitation letter to Hogwarts. I know, I saw. No, I was like, listen, but why are you trying to take all my money? <laughs> exactly. I'm like, listen, I'll live on the street for a little bit. It's fine. No, that's the first thing that went through my head. How bad is that? That's really bad. Is it? Yes. But is Being it? homeless okay. is not a is not the thing. But is it? Okay, okay. Goodness. So yeah, um I still haven't exited out of my mind. It's a non starter. You stop that. So don't put your hands up like you don't know. I'll tell on you. I don't care. Don't look at me all sassy pants. Moving on. 
You know who else is sassy pants? Who? Harry Potter. True. You know and Hermione. Else? You know who else is sassy pants? Who? The people who haven't like fallen subscribed yet. <gasps> oh, look at you with your transitions. You know, I'm just gifted. It's fine. Sometimes you have moments of brilliance, and that was one of them. So you should you should seriously like, follow, and subscribe. We're, we're everywhere. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Listen to us wherever you want to listen to us. We're hosted on Podbean, but you can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, pretty much any other podcasting website. Just do it. And if we're feeling spicy, these may be put on YouTube shortly. If we're feeling spicy. We've been talking about that for a while. We should actually We, we mentioned it. making a YouTube channel, but yes. what we can and do other things, but what we can do is just pick like a static image mm-hmm. and just throw our audio and throw on YouTube. True. Which would be not hard. Not hard. We'll figure it out. Yes. But we definitely are thinking of expanding. Why not? Why not? Anyway. Now that we've talked about that. What? What? What did you? What? My brain just went 500% big brain. What? What did your brain? Galaxy IQ. Oh my goodness. Why don't we... Look Talk for about interest- this later. So Harry Potter is very interesting <laughs> story. <laughs> I'm just saying, because we tend to do this a lot and we we're do, off topic. We do, so we let's do. go get back on to the topic of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Yeah, we should do that. Because that's what the peoples are here for. Season four episode. Oh, goodness. I just had this. I episode, looked over at her and now she's Episode like 34. Yes. Um, 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 the madness of Mr. Crouch. Hold on a second. Yes. Season four, episode 33, chapter 28. You didn't say chapter 28. That's 27. Yeah, it's not chapters 27. It's 28. 27 was Padfoot, my yes. boy. That's the one we did last week. Yes. It's be- I. Do you want to see why? Yeah. Because because it's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was so, like, yeah. Anyway, we're gonna talk about the madness of Mister Crouch in a yes. moment. Yes. But let's recap what happened last time. Harry survived the second task. Yes. And is tied with Cedric for first place. Yes. Because of outstanding moral fiber. Yes. Um, cool. Because he he kept he kept in save a hoe. Yeah. Sorry, I had to say it. It's true though. It's true. Okay, well, Ron thinks he's the Am best storyteller. No. Okay. So, ba- recap. Ron thinks he's the best storyteller. Rita Skeeter somehow is getting false information about Harry and Hermione for views, basically. Yeah, but she also has some information that is true. Yes. And they're like, wait a second. How how does she have this Or maybe not true, but she's getting interviews. Yeah. Well, she's getting interviews, and she's got some information that is... Some some. factual information, but then interviews that are all fake. Yeah. Like, like not fake, they're actual interviews, but they're not correct information. Well, This is so hard to explain somehow, and I don't know why. I don't know either. She has the article where she's like, Harry and Hermione are a thing, and Hermione is breaking Harry's heart because now she's with Victor Crumb. And who invited her? Who invited her to see him over the summer? Which is factual. That part is factual. First part, no. Second yes. part, yes. So, and then she gets interviews from um, Slytherins, Pansy Parkinson in particular. Yes, who we know all don't like Hermione. So, of course, what they're going to say isn't true. You know, so she's got a tiny little bit of truth sprinkled into this article of lies. But how is she finding out the little bit of truth? Because Hermione was saying that to Victor right after the second task was completed when no one was. yeah. Yeah, they were talking to each other when nobody else was around them right after the second task was done. Yes. So how did she find out? Yeah. Um, And then we go to. Um, Snape accusing Harry of stealing potion ingredients from him because of uh, boom slang skin, which is used for polyjuice potion, and the gillyweed that Dobby gave Harry. 
Yes. For the second task. And we also find out that Karkaroff has something on his arm. We also find out the existence of Veritaserum, which is the world's strongest truth potion. Potion. Selling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Karkaroff has something on his arm that has um, that is more vibrant than it has been in a very long time. And is of actual concern to him. Yes. And Snape. And Snape. And then Sirius. We see Sirius. Yeah. And they talk about a little bit about everything. Yeah. How about... Karkaroff and Snape are shady. How they don't know how Rita Skeeter is coming up with her information. Mm-hmm. And we find out that Barty Crouch is Barty Crouch Sr. And that Barty Crouch Sr. is a jerk. He sent his son, Barty Crouch Jr. He sent a lot of people to Azkaban without trial. And he sent his own son. Son. Yep. Sorry I mean, to cut you off on that. I wanted to say about the other people no, as well, fine, because fine. he's the one who sent Sirius to Azkaban without a trial. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we find out about Rosier and Wilkes, Bellatrix Lestrange and her husband, and Avery. Yes. Um, what else? We also hear again about Bertha Jorkins and her disappearance, and she's been missing for upwards of nine months. Yeah, and he's like, Sirius is like, you know, I remember her, and she was really smart, and she was really good at remembering things, especially gossip. So I don't buy this whole everything that the Daily Prophet is saying. Because, how she's forgetful, has a yeah, bad sense of direction. Because she wasn't that way, when at least not when we were at Hogwarts. Yeah. So... That's a very long recap, but basically that's it. Yeah, you know what? I think it was necessary so mm-hmm. that we can continue on. Yes. Okay. So, as Sirius had requested, Ron sends an owl to Percy for information about Mr. Crouch. Then he, Harry, and Hermione visit the kitchens to give an ecstatic Dobby his socks. Oh my goodness, Dobby must be so incredibly mm-hmm. happy. Because yes. he's getting not one pair of socks, but multiple pairs of socks. Like, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Is this when they first find out about Winky? Yes. Okay, cool. Well, no. They already knew that Winky was there. Did they? Because I think this is when they get... No, this is the first time they find out about that Winky's here. And Dobby's, like, super happy to tell them that Winky's here. <gasps> um... I think this is the first... Because we haven't mentioned the, the kitchen besides when Hermione gets... The, the way to get in from the twins like 10 plus chapters ago. I don't think Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. Anyway, there's a surprise by the way. Winky is there. Winky, Mr. Crouch's ex house elf. Yes. Is sitting by the fire, filthy and apparently drunk, still pining for her old master, Mr. Crouch. So she's drunk. Yes. We find out off of Butterbeer. And the trio, they're like, what do you mean? Butterbeer is has nothing in it like it's it's basically like having a malta for us it's got 0.05 percent alcohol like you give it to kids they're Mm. essentially kids having it and dobby is like no you don't understand for y'all it's fine but we're smaller and we're house elves and we didn't say all of that but it basically means no he's like it hits us different Mm -hmm. come on i gotta add some flavor text to it so, moving on. But it's basically understood. Yeah. Is that because of a variety of reasons, which could be because of their stature, that that 0.05% alcohol is closer to, like, having a, like, like a beer. Like a full-on beer. Yeah. yeah. Which is typically anywhere from, point, uh, from 5% to 12%, yeah. depending on the beer. Yep. Um, Winky response, they... they Harry asks her if she knows anything about Mr. Crouch, about him being sick or whatever. Not about him being sick, just, like, about him in general. Like, hey, can you give us some more information? Yes, because he mentions the sick later and... Yeah. Disaster. Anyway, um, Winky responds that Mr. Crouch needs her and he had entrusted her with his greatest secrets. Then she passes out. Well, before she passes out, that's when they're like, oh, well, we need to know and we can't ask him because he's been sick and hasn't been coming 
to hear or to work. And Winky's like, oh no, he's missing me. Oh no, I'm supposed to be there helping him. And then she passes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Hermione's unhappy that the house elves do not try to cheer her up. But the head kitchen elf says, house elves has no right to be unhappy when there is work to be done and masters to be served. We have to remember that they're all from generations of house elves that have had masters and had to serve their masters. So you don't, when you're, you're an indentured servant, a, a slave, essentially, you don't really get a say. You just do what you do. Well, the thing is, is that it's not even just that, because the thing is, is that they they were born into it, and it's like an honor for them. Yeah. Im- Im- okay, so imagine, if you can, you're in a situation where, like, your freedom is kind of not in your hand, but kind of is, but, like, the person you're serving is, like, up there. Yeah. Like, royalty, will say. Imagine the honor of being a house elf who works at Hogwarts. Yeah, no, it makes sense to me. So them saying she doesn't have a right to be upset. She works at Hogwarts. Mm -hmm. Like, come on now. Exactly. But Hermione doesn't understand that. Yeah. And at this, Hermione declares that the elves have as much right as wizards do. Yeah, you don't do that to house elves. The elves, disturbed by this concept, quickly give the trio the food that they had asked for and then push Ron, Harry, and Hermione from the kitchens. So the reason they ask for it is obviously they they want to be able to send some off to... So serious, to because... snuffles. Because, dude, survi- surviving off of rats, probably not great. No, not at all. Unless you live in New York. Those, Those rats eat everything. Rats. Well, there's some big rats, though. Yeah. Get two rats and you're good for the entire day. <laughs> Ew. Ew. Do you remember the one that, that was in the office that I worked in? Dude. Yeah. Jacob Jr. No, I saw I saw rats. When was it? The last time I was on the subway. Oh, my God. They were on the other platform. Oh, my God. Across the They're way. Like cats. They look like cats. They're cats. They're the size of cats. It's insane. Sorry for the mental image, everyone, but they they are rats the size of cats. It's terrible. It legit Or amazing, is ter- depending on if you like rats. Yeah, no. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> so Ron is convinced that uh, the house elves will ban them from the kitchens and is angered at Hermione for ruining any chance of getting information about Mr. Crouch from Winky. Hermione counters this by saying Ron only cares, only, only comes there for food. Ron is very food motivated. Mm-hmm. Something tells me that they, they've been to the kitchen before. No. Now that I think about it. I don't think so. No, they haven't. It's always been the twins. It it hasn't been them. I'd look into it, but I'm too lazy. So, they, they, they went... I think they went to the kitchens right before they took the food to Sirius the first time. They haven't, though, taken food to him at all. Yes, they did. At Hogsmeade, that's when they they took chicken to him. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So did they get that from the Great Hall, or did they go to the kitchen to get that? I don't remember now. Wait, I'm the worst. Hold on, let's a go back. A little bit, a little bit. How dare you? Uh, yeah, they they ended up sneaking it from the lunch table. So okay. that is the first time. You were right. Ha ha! I'm a genius. This thing was so long trying to get through the first paragraph of this, by the way. Yeah. We're about to finish. But anyway, um, for food, Harry, tired of their squabbling, leaves to send the food to Sirius. Seriously? he <laughs> Seriously? You do see what I did there? Um, Ron and Hermione just need to stop. Just a little bit. Yes. The next day, Hermione receives numerous letters. It is hate mail in response to Rita Skeeter's Harry Hermione Victor Love Triangle article. One letter contains raw boobo tuber pus. Which sends Hermione to the hospital with boils on her hands. Doesn't this like her hands get also get like swollen and covered in yeah. boils? So it's like she's wearing like gloves. That's what it says. Yeah. Oh. Awful. That's gross. And I mean, it's boober, boobo tuber pus. Yes. Someone mailed her pus. 
I mean, can we just talk about? It's just a secretion is... from a disgusting plant. It's gross. By the way, can we just talk about the fact? Never mind. We can't talk about it right now. We can in the next book. Yeah. I'm sad. So Hermione actually, we find out that Hermione um, got a subscription to the Daily Prophet because she was sick of the Slytherins telling her everything. Yes. And that's when she gets it. And that's when she starts getting the letters from everybody else. And there's one that looks like it has um, letters cut out and pasted from the Daily Prophet. Mm -hmm. And it says, you are a wicked girl. Harry Potter deserves better. Go back where you came from, muggle. And that's the undiluted boobo-tuber puss. What? (laughs) You know what's so sad? Is that that's like a realistic thing to happen. Yeah. And what we get is her going to the hospital, rushing to the hospital. And Ron saying, I warned her. I warned her not to annoy Rita Skeeter. It's such a movie Ron thing to say. And (laughs) one of the letters Ron opens it and he reads it and it says, I read in Witch Weekly about how you are playing Harry Potter false and that boy has had enough hardship and I will be sending you a curse by next post as soon as I can find a big enough envelope. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Yeah. And she ends up not going to Herbology that day mm-hmm. because she's still in the hospital wing. Yes. But after Herbology, um, in, in Hagrid's Care of Magical Creatures class, each student is given a Niffler, which dives in and out of the freshly turned dirt searching for buried gold coins. I love buried. Nifflers. They're so cute. The thing is, is that it's so random that there's such like a big thing in Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. It's so random. But, like, am I upset? No. Do you want one? Yes. Yes. Anyway, the student whose Niffler returns the most gold wins a prize. Hagrid explains that it's only leprechaun gold and it will quickly vanish. After class, Ron suddenly remembers he paid Harry for the Omnioculars at the Quidditch World Cup that summer with leprechaun gold and becomes quite upset when Harry says he never noticed it had vanished. Harry clearly has far fewer concerns about money than Ron, who bemoans his family's poverty. And it, it, the exact, like, like conversation is actually really sad. Yeah, I'm trying to find it, actually. That, that's something that has to be read because it's yeah big. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Okay, okay. Continue. Um, like, okay. Oh, so Goyle tries to steal the coins. And that's when Hagrid is like, it's Leprechaun Gold vanishes in a few hours. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking. Oh, there it is. Ron, however, was frowning at the chocolate Hagrid had given him because Hermione comes back and that's, you know. That's when Hagrid gives them chocolate. He also has a whole conversation with them. Yes. Um, but he's like, what's the matter? Wrong flavor? No, said Ron shortly. Why didn't you tell me about the gold? What gold, said Harry? The gold I gave you at the Quidditch World Cup. The leprechaun gold I gave you for my omnioculars in the top box. Why didn't you tell me it disappeared? Harry had to think for a moment before he realized what Ron was talking about. Oh, he said, the money, the memory coming back to him at last. I don't know. I never noticed it had gone. I was more worried about my wand, wasn't I? Which to me makes sense. There's so much happened that night that like Harriet is like, dude, I'm not, I don't even, like, I forgot what money was in, in that, that entire night, dude. Yeah. And then they climbed up the steps into the entrance hall and went into the great hall for lunch. Must be nice, Ron said abruptly when they had sat down and started serving themselves roast beef and Yorkshire puddings. To have so much money, you don't notice if a a pocket full of galleons goes missing. 
Listen, I had other stuff on my mind that night, said Harry impatiently. We all did, remember? Um, I didn't know leprechaun gold vanishes, Ron muttered. I thought I was paying you back. You shouldn't have given me that Chudley Cannon hat for Christmas. Forget it, all right, said Harry. Ron speared a roast potato on the end of his pork, glaring at it. Then he said, I hate being poor. Um, and then there's a little more. He's like, it's rubbish, said Ron, still glaring down at his potato. I don't blame Fred and George for trying to make some extra money. Wish I could. Wish I had a niffler. Uh, well, we know what to get you, what to get you next Christmas, said Hermione brightly. Then when Ron continued to look gloomy, she said, come on, Ron, it could be worse. At least your fingers weren't full of pus. And then she says, I hate that Skeeter woman. I'll get her back for this if it's the last thing I do. Yep. So don't cross Hermione because she's the one who figures all the stuff out and has kept them alive until now. Basically. Yeah. So Rita Skeeter has a formidable opponent now. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But the hate mail continues. Yes. Hermione acts uh, on advice from Haggard and does not open any. But several are howlers that explode at the table, screaming insults. Hermione again wonders how Skeeter knew about Victor Crumb's invitation, or that Hagrid had told Madame Maxine he was half-giant. Hermione checks with Professor Moody, who says Skeeter is not using an invisibility cloak. Hermione rules out Harry's suggestion about electronic bugging, because electronics don't work around magic. Yeah, which to me seems like a failing on the magical side of things mm -hmm. like wouldn't they at this point want to incorporate some of those electronics well did you read the headcanon that yes i did has magical children and one ends up creating like electronic who is not magical there's like one magical child one non-magical yeah. child the non-magical child includes themselves like in the magical world mm -hmm. because they develop electronics that work around magic yeah it makes sense to me, and that's why I like that, mm -hmm. because at some point they have to figure out how to make, how to continue to blend in. And if there's a whole subsect of people who aren't, I don't know, using cell phones now in nows in today's day and age, it would stand out like a sore thumb mm -hmm. or who doesn't have a tablet or who doesn't have a laptop when they're hanging out and doing work and stuff outside of Hogwarts and inside of Hogwarts having a laptop or a tablet would make writing so much easier like those papers they mm -hmm. could just type them up instead of getting a quill and some ink well a headcanon that I made for myself is that they could somehow figure out to use the cell phone as a channel for their magic mm -hmm. instead of having to like actually learn how to do nonverbal magic they could, like, pre-program spells into their phones. Well, and also, you have to think about the fact that in any population, there's going to be people who are hard of hearing, mm -hmm. deaf. They, they, Most deaf people do not verbally communicate. They use some form of sign language. Mm -hmm. How are they going to do spells? I would think that it would make sense to have something that would help them do the spells or they have to learn very early on how to do nonverbal magic. Which, unless the spell was designed to be nonverbal, seems like it's much harder to learn for even teenagers. Yeah. So, you know. I'm just saying, there's got to be something to make it less ableist. Yeah. So Percy's response to Ron's inquiry about Mr. Crouch is uninformative, uh, re reiterating previous Daily Prophet reports. Yeah, and I think I see it. Um, it says, uh, As I am constantly telling the Daily Prophet, Mr. Crouch is taking a well-deserved break. He is sending in regular owls with instructions. No, I haven't actually seen him, but I think I can be trusted to know my own supervisor's handwriting. I have quite enough to do at the moment without trying to quash these ridiculous rumors. Please don't bother me again unless it's something important. Happy Easter. 
Yep. Easter eggs also arrived from Ron's mother, who has sent huge chocolate eggs for Ron and Harry, and only a tiny egg for Hermione. Ron confirms that his mother reads Witch Weekly. So it seems like she kind of believes Rita Skeeter's articles, which is insane because earlier in the book, she was talking about how unreliable Rita Skeeter's articles in The Daily Prophet are. But somehow forgets that Rita Skeeter is unreliable. Well, you also... The way that I look at it is that it's not necessarily that she forgets that Rita Skeeter is unreliable. It's more that she's taken Harry on as another child of Mm -hmm. hers. And the thought of anyone harming him just got her all riled up. And she forgot who the information was coming from. True. In late May, the champions are summoned to the Quidditch pitch, which has been transformed into a a massive hedge maze for the third tri-wizard task. Oh, poor Cedric. He looked at it and was like, Please tell me. What have they done to it? (laughs) He like took personal offense. He's like, how dare you? Cedric said indignantly, stopping dead in his tracks. What would they do to it? Anyway, uh, Ludo Bagman explains that the Triwizard Cup will be at the center, and the champions must overcome spells and creatures to reach it. The first champion to touch the cup receives full marks. Harry is a little concerned, knowing the creatures Hagrid will likely provide. (laughs) Yes. After exiting the maze, Victor Crumb privately asks Harry if Hermione is Harry's girlfriend. Okay, can we we just talk about it? Mm Mm-hmm. He says, glowering, I want to know what there is between you and her, her me own Nini. Yes. That's what it says. I love it. I remember Jim Dale. Her yes. me own Nini. Yes. Harry, who from Crumb's secretive manner had expected something much more serious than this, stared up at, the, at Crumb in amazement. Nothing, he said, but Crumb glowered at him. And Harry, somehow struck anew by how tall Crumb was, elaborated. We're friends. She's not my girlfriend, and she never has been. It's just that Skeeter woman making things up. Hermione talks about you very often, said Crumb, looking suspiciously at Harry. Yeah, said Harry, because we're friends. Sassy Harry, coming out. Yes, my Um, favorite Harry. Yeah, and he could, it says... He couldn't quite believe he was having this conversation with Victor Crumb, the famous international Quidditch player. It was as though the 18-year-old Crumb thought he, Harry, was an equal, a mm. real rival. Yep. You, you have never, you have not? No, said Harry very firmly. Crumb looks slightly happier. And he says, you fly very well. I was watching at the first task. And Harry's like, thanks, grinning broadly. Yeah, I mean, imagine you saw Victor Crumb play in the World Cup. Mm -hmm. And he caught the snitch after a bunch of, like, really high-level defensive maneuvers and, like, feints and stuff. And he catches the snitch. He ends the game. And then approaches you and goes, you're a good flyer. Yeah, and he's like... He's the authority on good flying at the moment. Oh, yeah. So... That's a really good compliment. That would be like being a basketball player, mm -hmm. like a high school basketball player. And Michael Jordan, who just happens to be at the game for some unknown reason, comes up to you and says, you know what? No, no, no. Michael, I'm showing my age there. LeBron James happens to be there. Michael Jordan is still one of the best basketball players of all time. Yes, I know, but let's use somebody more current. Okay, fine. LeBron James comes up to you because he happens to be there because, like, one of whatever, he's there. Mm. And he's like, yo, you play really well. By the way, someone tried to say that LeBron is a better basketball player than Michael Jordan. Get the heck out of here. I was like, number one, how dare you? And their reasoning was so stupid. It was like, well, if Michael Jordan played in as many um, finals as LeBron, he would have lost one or two. And it's like, 
He played in six and he won six. He quit basketball, did baseball for a couple of years, came back and still won. Yeah. Games. He won, I think it was like 72 out of 82 games after he came back. Yeah. Don't even start. Like, LeBron can't even... We're not... No, no, no. We're not taking away from LeBron. Yeah. LeBron is a fantastic player. He is also one of the best players yes. of all time. But if we're going to say greatest of all time, for me, I'm still putting Michael Jordan up there. And then second, in a respectable second, we can put LeBron James. Well, I would have to do more research because we're not the yes. majority on basketball. No, no, no. But we're not. Per but, the knowledge that we have. Yes. And I know a little bit about Michael Jordan's career because I used to love Michael Jordan. You can Me confirm. Too. Because he was like... He was awesome. He, he was like the underdog like yeah. un, until he became the GOAT. But like yeah. his story is like yeah. very underdog-y. Anyway. But yes. So then he actually says to him, mm-hmm. you know... I saw you at the Quidditch World Cup, mm-hmm. the Ronsky faint, you really, and he gets interrupted. As something in the forest uh, moves behind them. Yeah. Mr. Crouch, who has apparently gone insane, is talking to a tree he believes is Percy Weasley. Momentarily lucid, he demands to see Professor Dumbledore. He says, hold on a second. We have to say this. Mm-hmm. And when you don't, and when you've done that, whether it be send an owl to Dumbledore confirming the number of Durmstrang students who will be attending the tournament, Karkaroff has just, leave me alone, has just okay. sent word there will be 12. And then send another owl to Madame Maxime because she might want to up the number of students she's bringing. Now Karkaroff's made it around dozen. Do that, whether it be. Will you? Will you? Will, will you? That doesn't passage. sound like he's in his right mind. True. True, I guess. Anyway. Um, leaving Crumb to guard Mr. Crouch, Harry runs to the castle for help. Professor Snape tries blocking him from entering Dumbledore's office, but is thwarted by the appearance of Dumbledore. Harry and Dumbledore return to find Crumb stunned and Mr. Crouch gone. So the thing is, is... Snape... How would I put it? Snape is so up his own butt that he low-key helped, like, delay the situation. Like, why? Why is he so obstructive? Yeah, he's like, what is this rubbish? What are you talking about? Like, and for what? Get out the, of the way, man. The headmaster is busy, Potter. And his he he his mouth turns into this curls up into this unpleasant smile. <sighs> I I just can't. I don't understand. Go away. Anyway. He keeps going and then Dumbledore comes out at, or shows up and he's like, Professor, Mr. Crouch is here, he's down in the forest, he wants to speak to you. And they go. Yeah. Like, Dumbledore's need more explanation. Let's go. Now. Yeah, he's like, as they're walking down the marble staircase, mm-hmm. he said he wants to warn you, said he's done something terrible. He mentioned his son and Bertha Jorkins and, and Voldemort. Something about Voldemort getting stronger. Mm-hmm. Indeed, said Dumbledore, as he quickened his pace as they hurried out into the pitch darkness. Yeah, imagine, imagine you know, the minute or two that Snape hadn't obstructed Harry just because he it, it was a day that Just because he's Snape. God, I can't. Anyway, Dumbledore summons Haggard, then revives Crumb, who claims Crouch attacked him. Dumbledore instructs Haggard to bring Karkaroff and Professor Moody, but Moody appears uh, on his own. Karkaroff arrives. Oh, we find out a new... The, the, he revives them. Mm-hmm. We find out the new spell. Yes. Renovate. Yes. I, th- I just wanted to throw it out there. Okay. Because I like pointing out the new spells we haven't learned before, and now we have another one. Okay. Go ahead. That's all. They're fine. Uh, Karkaroff arrives, ranting that a Triwizard Judge attacked his champion. Dumbledore orders Harry to stay in Gryffindor Tower until morning. His treachery! It is a plot! You and the Ministry of Magic have lured me here under false pretenses, Dumbledore. This is not an equal competition. 
First, you sneak Potter into the tournament, though he is underage. Now, one of your ministry friends attempts to put my champion out of action. I smell double dealing and corruption in this whole affair. And you, Dumbledore, you will talk of closer into you with your talk of closer international wizardry links of rebuilding old ties, of forgetting old differences. Here's what I think of you. Imagine thinking that... And he spits at the ground at Dumbledore. But if Dumbledore wanted Crumb... Gone. Gone. He could do it with, with like, a flick of the wand, with a flick of the wrist and a thought. Yeah. Like, Karkarov is so... Annoying. Up his own butt. Mm -hmm. Like Snape. Like, he didn't... You didn't have to be summoned... Yeah. Victor could have gone missing, and guess what? Who who are you going to pin it on? No one. Ooh, and Hagrid gets angry. Hagrid's uh-huh. got a fist at Karkaroff's throat, and is like, apologize. Yeah. And, Hag- and Dumbledore's like, Hagrid, no. Yep. And Hagrid's like, fine, I won't pin him to this tree anymore. No, th- this whole, like, situation is very tense. Is very, very tense. Everyone is like, what the what the heck is happening? Because, again, Barty Crouch Sr., who's basically crazy, has gone missing on school grounds. Yeah. Crumb was attacked by him. But, again, he's not in his own right mind. So, like, do we blame Mr. Crouch? I mean, you kind of can't. Yeah. And, and it, it's all just a mystery. And now emotions are... Up there. For everyone. Everyone involved. Anywho. Dumbledore orders Harry to stay in Gryffindor until morning. Already said that. Any messages he wants to send can wait until then. So he knows that Harry is communicating with Sirius. Yeah. Um, As Hagrid escorts him back to the castle, Harry wonders how Dumbledore knew he was planning to write to Sirius. Yeah. And then Hagrid takes him up to the castle, and as they're going... Hagrid is still really upset. He's like, how dare he? How dare he accuse Dumbledore? Like, Dumbledore do anything like that. Like, Dumbledore wanted you in the tournament in the first place. Worried. I don't know when I see Dumbledore more worried than he's been lately. And you, what were you doing? Wandering off with Ruddy Crumb. He's from Durmstrang, Harry. Could have jinxed you right there, couldn't he? Hasn't Moody taught you nothing? Imagine letting him lure you off on your own. Crumb's all right, said Harry as they climbed the steps into the entrance hall. He wasn't trying to jinx me. He just wanted to talk about Hermione. I'll be having a few words with her and all. The less you lot have to do with foreigners, the happier you'll be. You can't trust any of them. You were getting on all right with Madame Maxime, Harry said annoyed. Oh, and Hagrid's like, don't you talk to me about her. Literally, that's what it says. Yeah. I got her number now, trying to get back in my good books, trying to get me to tell her what's coming in the third task. Ha! You can't trust any of them. Hagrid was in such a bad mood, Harry was quite glad to say goodbye to him in front of the fat lady. He clambered up uh, through the portrait hole into the common room and hurried straight for the corner where Ron and Hermione were sitting to tell them what had happened. Hmm. And that, that's the end of the chapter. Yeah. This is, this is like, I guess one of like the pivotal moments in this book, specifically. So you have to remember, I like this chapter because it reminds us that even though Victor Crumb is an international Quidditch player, like top of his field, Mm -hmm. international Quidditch player. He's still a teenager and he still has teenager issues where the girl he's interested in might have an attachment to somebody else. So he goes to this other person, man to man, to find out what he's up against. And then as soon as he finds out it's cool, like, they start talking about sports. <laughs> like, two dudes just talking about girls and sports. True. Yeah. So that's that. Um, and it's important that we finally see Barty Crouch 
again. Again. It's been a while. It's been a very long while. It's been since the beginning the of the ball. tournament. No, he wasn't he at the Yule Ball. Percy was there. It's been since the beginning of the tournament when they the first decided task. who the... He wasn't at the first task either. Yeah, he was. Oh, yes, he was. Yes, he was. He was. Um, but he's... That was in November. And they're already in May. Yep. So it's, it's been six, six months. Yep. Six-ish months. Um, and he doesn't seem to be in his right mind. No. He's not lucid most of the time. And he said he's done something terrible. Yep. Um, and we find out that Karkaroff automatically assumes the worst. Again, because he would do it. I'm convinced that all of his responses are because he assumes that everybody would do what he did. What he would, oh, do. would do. Yeah. Yeah. So... If he could have, he would have snuck an extra person into the tournament. If he could have, he would have tried to cheat for his person. And he did. Yep. Because we saw him sneaking into the forest to find out about the dragons. Um, for the first task. If he could have gotten officials from his ministry involved to eliminate competition, he probably would have. True. Because as we talked about in our Wizarding um, Schools podcast uh, episode, he actually was known for being really strict in his school and doing less than savory things at his school. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I'm trying not to be any spoilers and stuff like that. So not yet. If, not yet. We're still waiting to hear from you guys. Um, because we just put up the thing today, or not today, because you're gonna hear this on Monday. So we just put it up yesterday. Yes. Yes. So um, there. and Hagrid is really upset. Well, he. I think for Hagrid, Hagrid sees Dumbledore as sort of like a father I- figure, idol, and a father figure. So and how so, dare you go after his dad? Yeah. Exactly. Especially when it's like Dumbledore's trying to do the right thing and you paint him as the villain. Hagrid's like, no. Absolutely not. How dare you? Yeah. <clears throat> it's all kinds of bad. Yep. So that's that. Chapter done. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, that's kind of it. That, that's it. Bye. Bye. That was a cool chapter. Yep, I like it.